Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today. Are you going to comment on my flannel, or what are you doing here? To the Duchess of the Dorks, Ashley Pick. Yo. By the way, people are commenting that it's Tuesdays in the comments. It's catching on. Yeah. Oh, God, here he comes. Oh. <laughs> Man, that's the best thing to ever happen on this show. Today's Tuesday, September 29th, 2020. 57 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 1037. 1037, the number of total bases for Julio Franco in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. I would say the most emulated batting stance of all time. Everyone, or at least by eight-year-olds. Because <laughs> as somebody who was once an eight-year-old, especially when Julio Franco was really cooking for the Rangers, everyone tried to do the, like... Over the head thing. Oh yeah, and you gotta like yeah. I was like to say the yeah. main thing was like the over twisting of you the wrist. <laughs> there were a few guys who had batting stands like that. I think Gary she- I, I won't get into baseball talk too much, but like Gary Sheffield had one where mm-hmm. he had like the waggle and stuff like that. Everybody yeah. tried that. Um, I think everybody tried the Jeff Bagwell, where it's like like the deep squat. Oh and, yeah. Like, you know. Uh, <laughs> and you've got to have like the mean mugging face going on the whole yeah, time. <laughs> for sure, absolutely. On today's show, friends, we're going to announce the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week. We're going to uh, announce the nominees for the first of this year because we didn't we didn't do that in week one. You can't prove that. Um, yeah, am I supposed to put week one or week six on that? I don't know. Because I put week six because we've been That's, very firm six. in our it's stance. Week six. Yeah, it's week six. This is week six, by the way. We will treat this as week six. If you're a 6A and 5A snob, deal with it. Um <laughs> That's yeah. That's it. Anyway, we'll announce the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Uh, we will hear from Denison Coach Chad Rogers after they win the Axe for the eighth consecutive year uh, with a win over Sherman. Uh, and then we will talk with Craig Way, the Texas High School Ball Hall of Famer, joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Alan Shepard, William Dyson, and Andrew Christensen. Welcome in, fellas. 
Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor one team from each classification with the Team of the Week Award. Each team, uh, the school selected throughout the course of this program, have best exemplified the uh, values of Texas high school football. Your Week 5, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week. In 6A, Temple, in a showcase season opener at AT&T Stadium, the Wildcats scored the game's final 30 points to take down state-ranked Longview 40-13, to avenging last season's playoff loss to the Lobos. In 5A, Magnolia West. Thanks to four touchdowns from junior running back Hunter Bilbo, the Mustangs jumped out to an early lead and never looked back, surging past Brenham 48-28. In 4A, Fredericksburg. The Batland Billies. Trailing 24-14 with just over two minutes left, the Billies mounted a furious comeback, recovering an onside kick and scoring the uh, scoring a touchdown in the game's final play before Cole Immel hit Kate Jenschke for the game-winning two-point conversion for an unforgettable 25-24 win over Bernie. In 3A, Amarillo Highland Park. The Hornets ran out to an 18-0 first quarter lead thanks to quarterback Braden Franco and held off a furious Tulia rally to bring home a 46-44 victory. In 2A, Hull Dicetta. The Bobcats offense exploded for 46 points for the second consecutive week, blitzing past Pasadena First Baptist 46-6. In 1A, Will Dorado. Playing in its first UIL seasons, the Mustangs have shown moxie beyond their years, fending off Amherst 23-22 in a defensive slugfest to improve to 4-1 on the year. And in the private school ranks, Midland Christian. Facing state-ranked Wall in their first game of the season, the Mustangs were certainly not rusty, blowing past the Hawks for an emphatic 40-6 victory. So those are your Week 5 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week. In 6A, Temple. In 5A, Magnolia West. In 4A, Fredericksburg. In 3A, Amarillo Highland Park. In 2A, Hull Dicetta. In 1A, Will Dorado. And in the private school ranks, Midland Christian. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. I really like the name Will Dorado. I think that's cool. Will Dorado. Big fan of that. We've had a number of the, the new the new schools that have joined in the six man ranks. Mm-hmm. Uh Will Dorado, Dimebox, um trying to think of I mean six man names are already like so like happy and wink. Like I I think that they're now, just wink great, is a, but no, I will correct you. Wink is a two A? Wink is a two A school. Oh, okay. I'm wrong. Wink's got a big game against Crane this week. Oh, wink by the wink and the crane. Golden wink, wink and crane. You think about small school football. Yeah. That embodies small school football. It's oh, like yeah. wink versus crane. crane. Yeah. The Dairy Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches from across state for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your Week 5 Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Richmond Foster Offense Coordinator Kenneth Johnson. What first game jitters? The Falcons exploded for 79 points, the second most scored by an 11-man team this season in a 79-7 romp over Lamar Consolidated. Both offensive coordinator Clay Casper. Casper? Good luck on that one. Man. The problem is it's that part of the state where it's like kind of the Eastern European part of the state. Kasperzik? That's wrong, but I'm sorry. That's Clay Kaspersik. The Pirates' offensive from Fireworks continued against Stockdale as quarterback Jude uh, George led Poth to a 54-0 win over Stockdale. Remarkably, the Pirates' lowest scoring output of the season. 
Lubbock Roosevelt offense or defense coordinator Noel Ramos. The Eagles defense flew around on Friday night against Floyd Data, toppling the whirlwinds 58 to 5 to improve to 5 and 0. The Eagles have still not allowed a touchdown this season. Wow. And Arlington defensive coordinator TJ Dibble, the Colts defense held the high-powered Mansfield offense in check in the season opener, topping the Tigers 37 to 7. So those are your Week 5 Built by Nature Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Richmond Foster Offensive Coordinator Kenneth Johnson. Poth Offensive Coordinator Clay Kasperzik. Not right, and I'm sorry. Sorry, Coach. Lubbock Coronado <laughs> Defensive Coordinator Noel Ramos and Arlington Defensive Coordinator TJ Dibble. You can vote now on Twitter at DCTF. Matt Stepp was on the road this week. Caught, I believe... Five games? Yes. One Thursday, two Friday, three Saturday. So six. The man's a transformer. Er, yeah. No, yes, no, no. Six. He only caught one on Friday. I think he only did one on Friday. No, he no, did the double he header. He did the double header. And he then did he six. did the triple header at Globe Life. So he did six. six. Six games this week. The one of them, he kicked it all off on Thursday when he was in Denison for the Battle of the Axe, one of the great rivalries in Texas high school football. Denison beat Sherman for the eighth consecutive time. And he caught up with Coach Chad Rogers afterwards. Here's Matt Stepp's conversation with Denison Coach Chad Rogers here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football here at Denison High School. Here with the head coach of the Denison Yellow Jackets and my friend, Coach Chad Rogers, after a uh, 41-23 win in the Battle of the Axe over Sherman. Uh, eighth year in a row for the Yellow Jackets to get the win. Uh, coach, congr- coach, congratulations on the win. Thank you. You know, it's a, it's a community win. It's a, you know, you get the... You get, uh, whole high school involved and you know dealing with COVID and all this stuff these kids were really 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 excited to do something and just you know just just having this game was important. I mean you know let's talk about the game itself and what this game means to to these two communities obviously uh, you're from around here you you spent time here growing up and you knew what this what this game meant Uh, for someone not from Sherman or Denison can you just sum up what what the the battle of the axe and the rivalry means to these two communities? Well, we've played this game, not we, because I wasn't here, 122 times, and they think it may have happened even earlier than 1901. Um, they lost some archives and some newspapers, so they couldn't track down how long it's happened. But anytime you have, we have a, a young man that started for us today, Will Gillespie at guard. His great-grandfather, maybe great-great-grandfather, was on the 1922 team. And that's what it brings out um, when you start talking about anything's happened that long. You know, they have a gold football that was bought by Mr. Munson back then. so. You know, and I would be curious to how many generations have played. Is there a kid on our team that's played that's four generations into this? Is there somebody on Sherman's team that's that many generations? And just the two communities when they get they they get along, we all drive the same streets. Um, you know, we eat in the same restaurants, and it's but this this week um, we're just neighbors. Coach, obviously this year is a little bit different. Um, you guys moved the game to Thursday night uh, to have it on local TV since you couldn't have uh, the, the crowd that you usually have at this game. Uh, lots of protocols and mitigation just walking through your field house, seeing the things that you guys are doing. Uh, how have the kids and the coaches adapted to the, the protocols you have in place to try to keep the kids safe? You know, co- coaches have done an outstanding job. They, 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 they constantly are cleaning and spraying and you know, on top of getting a team ready. I mean, I can't say enough about our teachers, our coaches, our administration, just what they do to keep our kids safe for our kids. Um, our, our staff is very unique. Um, we stayed intact. We don't have a lot of movement in our staff. And these coaches treat these kids like their own. They take care of them like they're family. And they are family because you spend as much time as we do together, you become family. But, you know, um, 
moving the game to a Thursday was because we have a lot of grandparents that played um, or that were wanting to watch their, their kids play. So what we, what we did was by moving it to Thursday, we could put it on TV, um, get a broader od audience. We had a lot of media there tonight. So like me, uh, decided to show you, you dragged out guys like me uh, out of the woodwork to come to the game. Well, by moving it to a Thursday, I think it was a you know a great venue. Uh, you could tell we still had every every ticket sold out um, the first day the tickets were open. Um, you know, it's just there's just a lot of excitement. You know, and when you do it eight times in a row, they're still excited about it. The game itself, uh, you guys started out a little slow. Sherman's a good team. Coach Martinez does a good job over there, and, and they came out ready to play, and they, they kind of punched you guys in the mouth a little bit and jumped out uh, to that lead, uh, you know, 13-0 or 14-0 right away. Um, you know, they, 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 they had a good game plan coming out, but you're, I thought the pick six, you guys got really changed momentum, and, and you got you got things going. Uh, and in the second half, you guys came out of the locker room and really dominated in, in the second half. Was was what was there an adjustment you guys made in the locker room at halftime, or did it just meet, was it it's more a matter of we just need to execute what we do a little bit better and clean up a couple things. Well, execute a little bit better and clean up. You know, we're too busy doing things that we don't do. Um, characteristically, we don't run our mouths, and we were doing that stuff, and we got out of our game. And you got to tip your hat to, to Sherman, Coach Martinez, and his staff got after us. Um, you know, at, at halftime, we challenged our kids. We told them, hey, it's time to be physical. If you want to win, block for each other. We're going to get in some double, uh, some the wishbone. We're going to put bodies on the ground and let's run the ball. Uh, let's see how tough we are. Uh, let's see how physical we are. Are you willing to do it for your brother? And, and, and you know, there were some adjustments. We've got great coaches. Um, they made some big time adjustments. And defensively, I thought we settled down. I thought we wore on them a little bit. I think our strength and conditioning is is, is as good as anybody's around. Um, you know, our kids are in shape and. and and, and I think that in a, in a first game of this magnitude and the emotional of this magnitude starts to wear on you. So you know, I, th I think that that was part of the difference. Coach, now last year we, we learned that you uh, like to celebrate a win with a Whataburger. I know the Battle of the Axe is special. Do, so do you, do, you still, do you still go with Whataburger to celebrate or do you have a special uh, post-game meal when you win the Battle of the Axe? We, we love Whataburger. Uh, and actually, Thursday night is always date night for my wife, so about the last 20 years we've been eating Whataburger on, on, the, on the JV freshman game, so that, that's date night. So, um, you know, we love Whataburger. Uh, congrats on the win. Uh, good luck the rest of the season. Appreciate what you do for student-athletes in the state of Texas, and uh, maybe we'll see you down the road, uh, maybe come playoff time. Oh, we love Dave Campbell's, and, and, and there's nobody better than Matt Stepp, so we appreciate you. There he is, Chad, Mo Chad Rogers. I said Chad Morris. Not Chad Morris. Chad Rogers. Chad Rogers, the head coach of the Denison Yellow Jackets, who win their eighth consecutive Battle of the Axe. So he gets to keep his job for an eighth consecutive year. <laughs> it's serious business. Now, and, and oh, we, yeah. we were up there last year for Texas Football Days there at the um, the Battle of the Axe, Sherman and Denison. And it's just, you know, look, it's now, now Sherman and Denison have not been in like the state title hunt in a minute, mm -hmm. but like that is the, that's the Super Bowl. It doesn't that's, matter to the teams that's the like, game. or the towns. That's the game you got to win. That's the only game. It's, it's a prime example of one of those places where you can go one and nine every year and keep your job as long as the one is either Sherman or Denison, depending on where you are. But anyway, we appreciate Chad Rogers catching up with Matt Stepp earlier. 
We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Please consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. I believe starting on, I guess, Thursday is when we're going to make the switch. So if you subscribe after Thursday, your first magazine will be the uh, recruiting edition, which we're going to start working on. So there's all that. Uh, TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. Did you forget my name? Is it... I want to say Amber. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, let's go to the hotline and let's bring in a guy who never forgets a name, especially when he's calling a game. <laughs> he is the play-by-play voice of the Texas Longhorns, the play-by-play voice of Texas high school football, the co-host of High School Scoreboard Live on Fox Sports Southwest. You can hear him on the horn in Austin every day on Light the Tower with Jeff Howe. He is Craig Way. Craig, you called three games in 24 hours has your brain recovered from it yet? Uh, the, the last game would test the uh, limits of the gray matter. I don't think there's any doubt about that. The first two were uh, a, a little more uh, run-of-the-mill, lopsided football things, but uh, that last thing was uh, was a little bit nutty. I, I would I will say that. Uh, I do want to kind of ask you about that, that first game that you call with Denton Ryan and Arlington and Martin. And, and going into this game, um, I think we all thought pretty highly of Martin. I think we all thought pretty highly of Ryan. Um, is it fair to color you impressed with what you saw from Denton Ryan in their opener against Arlington Martin? Oh, that's more than fair. <laughs> I, I think what they did at both, and and of course, you know, uh, you, one can only take certain things from a season opener, especially given uh, these particular season openers this year with everything that has happened. That said, uh, the athletic skill was, was really on display. Uh, they, you know, obviously everybody was really impressed, I think, with what Jadavian Sanders did on there, but they had, they had other weapons. I mean, even Billy Bowman wasn't that 100%, but Keori Hicks did a good job of the running game, and Seth Hennigan looks like a uh, – a head coach's son at quarterback in uh, yet another year of running the offense. So he was definitely on target. I think the defense is on target. And I think Martin will be okay. But uh, that's a tough opener to go up with uh, for Bob Waker's team. And I, I think they'll bounce back. But there's some good lessons to come from it. So uh, so I, I, it's fair to say Ryan, at the very least, met the very, very lofty expectations, probably even exceeded them. I would say the team that stood out the most to me during that doubleheader on Friday night uh, was Temple, a team that we had some we had some big questions about. We didn't really know what we were going to get. They were a lot more, a lot less of a, of a fully formed um, idea and a fully formed team by the time they hit the field on AT and T Stadium. And maybe in the first half it was a little bit of rough going, but. I'll tell you, Craig, especially when you look up and down that roster with a bunch of sophomores and juniors, uh, again, don't get overly excited about one week of data, but what I saw from Temple on Friday night makes me think that they're going to be a problem in 2020 and in 2021 and perhaps even further. Right, and and while I think they get a decent test on the road this week at Magnolia West, you, they did answer some questions. I think they do have their quarterback. Uh, uh, Umberto Arizmendi, was, uh, we were told it was going to be 
some shifting there at quarterback, and there was only one time that that happened, and then Arizmendi kind of took it over from there. I think the defense uh, played well. And also, let's say they were very opportunistic because, as John King so expertly put it, uh, they were their own worst enemy a lot of the time with the turnovers, penalty yardage. It did hurt Longview, and, and I think Longview will be okay. Going to find out more about them, I think, this week, Tep, against Marshall. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I think all the sum of the parts was we come away from that impressed with Temple and expecting more from Longview. And and I think we'll see more from both as the season progresses. We're talking with Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation at hashtag TF Today. All right, Craig, uh, in your neck of the woods down there in Austin, I know you have a weekly conversation with Todd Dodge of Austin Westlake. Um, maybe it's because... Maybe it's because it was kind of thrown together last minute because of a cancellation. And maybe it's because it wasn't necessarily, you know, um, you know, Shirts Clemens is a, is, is a good team, but maybe not that, that, that kind of, you know, top-tier team that's that going to contend for a state championship. I feel like uh, Austin Westlake's performance on Friday night was equal parts impressive and also kind of ho-hum, I feel like nobody's really talking about exactly how good they looked right out of the gates against what I think is still a pretty good team there from the San Antonio area. Yeah, yeah. first play from scrimmage, Zane Miner, 76-yard touchdown run, and they just <laughs> kind of picked up where they left off from last December. So they were very, very solid. I've made very few mistakes. Now, uh, and, and Coach Dodge visits with me on my radio show on Wednesday, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll hear – uh, him talk about, you know, they go, oh, we can do better on this, we can do better on that. They've got team goals and all that other kind of stuff. And they get their first road game of the year uh, when they go up to Midway this week. So uh, we'll find out perhaps even a little more about them. But, you know, uh, yeah, I, there was no no big surprise there with Westlake. I, I did visit uh, with uh, Hank Carter, the head coach at, at Lake Travis, this morning, and he kind of dropped a little bit of surprise on everybody with his decision. Their, their starting quarterback, Nate Yarnell, broke a finger early in practice. He's made a lot of progress. In fact, the word we got is Nate is already uh, plunking out songs on the piano. He's playing the piano again. But he's not ready to go this week. Uh, but uh, in, instead of it being Isaac Morris, the running back, or the uh, backup, backup quarterback, it was a competition they carried all the way through their scrimmage with Cedar Ridge last Friday night. And uh, we'll see uh, young Sam Edmondson uh, will we'll get the starting nod for them in their game Thursday night, which will be the first game of the season for Lake Travis since they didn't play last week. They'll play around Rock Westwood this Thursday night. Uh, all right, I'm going to play my favorite game, which is I'm going to make you choose a game that that, that you're going to teleport to um, this week. Okay. Uh, this this I think that there are in my mind, um, I think there are three three that probably in my mind stand out above the rest. One of them you can either okay. transport to CH Collins Stadium in Denton to watch Denton Ryan and Denton Geyer. You can <laughs> teleport to Texarkana to watch Texas or I'm sorry uh, Pleasant Grove and Carthage, or you can teleport to Eagle Stadium and Allen to watch Atascacita and Allen. Which of those are you uh, hopping in your your teleportation device and heading to? What did you just call Pickle? What did you just call her? You didn't call her Ashley. What did, Amber. What did you Amber. call her? <laughs> Amber. Amber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Amber's going to be at that game, right? So uh, <laughs> you know, that's a that's a good one. I I really do kind of like that one. 
Uh, we've gotten so used. I, I'm going to do the default thing that you did on my show yesterday. I think it's a great answer. I think it's the right answer. Uh, with Carthage Pleasant Grove, it, there's a good chance we're going to see them in the quarterfinals <laughs> in a rematch. So maybe we can we, we can you know stick that in the bank and say yeah we'll come back and and see those teams play in the quarterfinals. Um, I, I'm going to lean that now. You know Ryan and Guyers can be fun because we'll find out more even more about Ryan going from one ranked top ten six A opponent to another and how for real and it's a you know and it's also a rivalry thing and all that other kind of stuff. We'll we'll find out more about them. But uh, this is this is going to be really exciting to see if Atascacita can do what no team has ever done, as you pointed out yesterday, beat Allen in their home stadium. So I, I'm kind of curious to that. So I might I might uh, line up, you know, standing next to Amber on the sidelines for that. <laughs> and finally, Craig, this is also it's a big rivalry week, big week of rivalries across the state. So I'm going to give you a handful, and I'm going to make you choose one so that you can make. A bunch of other people very mad by not choosing them. You can. Oh, good. Uh, there's Stephenville Brownwood. There's the Crosstown Showdown, Abilene Cooper and Abilene. There's Marshall Longview. There's what is now Tyler versus Tyler Legacy, which is that's Odd. gonna that's gonna take me a minute. Give me a minute. Uh, there's the battle. Uh-huh. Of the, there's the battle of the Bell, Cameron Yard, Rockdale, or there's the underrated one. We'll call it the David Smoke Special. San Antonio Cole and Universal City Randolph, which is what, for those who don't know, one of the all time <laughs> most unique fun rivalries in, in the state of Texas. I'm going to make you choose one, though, Craig. Yeah, that's the military bowl, isn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, when, when those two get their Cole uh, getting a lot of the Army based kids there. That's, of course, Shaquille O'Neal's alma mater and uh, the Rohawks are, are Randolph, uh, right near Randolph Air Force Base uh, back in the day. So of those. Rivalry matchups, I think, because it's this year for the first time ever. I might go with Tyler and mm. Legacy just to hear Tyler and Legacy. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a new world order there, and it's a brave, it's a brave new world there. Uh, so uh, I, I would probably pick that. Uh, by the way, two other games mm-hmm. that are on my radar this week, Tep, that in addition to the ones that we've already mentioned. Sure. Um, how about Bridge Shadow Creek? Yes. We get it. We get a. We get it. We get a closer look at Shadow Creek coming off uh, the lessons applied from going up against North Shore uh, against a good Bridgeland team. And I know you like Melissa, mm-hmm. so you know we we just shouldn't tell Melissa that, right? But but no, uh, don't tell Amber that you like Melissa. But anyway, Melissa gets Argyles, yeah. so. Uh, we find out more about the Cardinals this week. Yeah, too. that Bridgeland Shadow Creek game. Step will be there. Something, something to consider. This is the first ever game Shadow Creek will play after a loss. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So how we we literally don't know what they're going to look like. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a great point, certainly. So, uh, and and uh, the one other one that I like, and I know you and I mm-hmm. have uh, been in touch with our producer. Uh, for high school scoreboard live, Patrick Madrowski, we'd love to see if they're able to get the footage. Hallettsville and Jim Nett. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know, that's a bit of a road trip there for the Indians. We'll, we'll find out uh, if the kids from Buffalo Gap and Tuscola can go down to, down to Hallettsville and get a win. That's that, that one is another one that's on my radar. He's Craig Way. He's a Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Listen to him on the horn in Austin with Jeff Howe on Light the Tower. And, of course, see him on High School Scoreboard Live every Friday night at 11 p.m. where he will be back in the saddle. They're going to kick me off the, the set. Uh, yeah, Back to the corner. Back to the corner. <laughs> Craig, appreciate your time, my friend, and I will see you on Friday.
Chap, Amber, great to visit with you. We'll talk to you later. Bye, Chuck. There he goes, Craig. Bye. <laughs> Don't you do that to a Hall of Famer. <laughs> He's a Texas High School Hall of Famer. Joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Now you got to find the graphic. Oh, no. Here we go. Um, you know what? Let's check the line here because okay. we actually did have someone send in a question on the text line. They were the only person that ah. texted us, so I feel like... That's 972-532-6665, 972-5-DAMN-OK, 972-532-MONK if you want to text the show. They said, uh, so technically Angleton is in a mini district with three games. If they were to get third, they would play a win in mm -hmm. against a number two correct yes i believe that's correct what you're going to end up seeing with a lot of the, with with a number of these schools is kind of a zone concept and they're going to a lot basically they're going to say that like the top whatever teams like if you win your zone you're mm -hmm. automatically in san antonio used to do this there was a san antonio district like the san antonio brandeis brennan district would do this every year uh where they were two zones and then there would be like a zone championship game but then like uh, second and third would like this like the second team place team from zone one would play the third place, place team, team from zone two uh -huh. and the winner of that game got a playoff spot and then vice versa two versus three they would so play. it's like the it's like the college football like the the playoff Correct. like the semifinal yes games. with the exception of you've also got the two teams at the top the whoever wins your zone you clinch a playoff clinch, spot okay. they play each other for the zone for the district championship right which. In 6A can have a – I mean, in all of them, they can have something to uh, – a major impact uh, on playoff seating. But there is that game that's usually usually in Week 11 that, like, you'll have, like, here's your schedule, and then Week 11 is, like, zone championship week where mm -hmm. everybody will kind of pair up and play one another. So, yeah, it's kind of something we've we, that's been on our radar for a while. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be more widespread with the world the way that it is. Yeah. Um, so it's not just like the one-off district. It won't point. be, it won't be like the, the district standings will not be as straightforward this year as they have been in the past, simply because of adjustments to district schedules and district stand, uh, district like structures. So, yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, Amber, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to Craig Way, the Texas High School Hall of Famer, for being our guest. Thanks to Chad Rogers and Denison for joining us earlier as well. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm -hmm.